politics live stream on Wednesday through the month of December. Hopefully in January we'll get back to Sunday school and actual services on Wednesday here as well. Amen. We're not going backwards. We're going forward. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just got a simple message today that the Lord has laid on my heart. Nothing complex whatsoever. I'm going to be reading over in the book of Exodus chapter number 4 verses 22 and 23. If you don't have your Bibles, it will be on the screen. Try to bring your Bibles. It's important if you can. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. May the Lord help me today and allow me to just focus. The enemy already is trying to do a lot of things. Our live stream computer is still trying to update for almost two hours. But you know what? God's going to get the word out. Amen. Praise the Lord. For those of you that are here, receive the word today. Amen. Exodus chapter 4, verses 22 and 23 says this, And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And I said unto thee, Let my son go, that he may serve me. And if thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. You may be seated. I'm going to continue to read a few more scriptures over in Exodus chapter number 5, beginning with verse number 1. Listen to the reading of the word. And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, The God of the Hebrews had met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days' journey into the desert, and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with swords. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you unto your burdens. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to try this morning to leave you this particular thought, and I pray you take hold of it. Pharaoh, let go. Pharaoh, let go. Now, I want to briefly talk about the struggles that Israel had in Egypt. At first, it's like coming to the Lord. When you're first born again, everything looks so different, so new, so fresh. You're just feeling bubbly. I mean, you're loving everybody. I mean, nothing can upset you. Whatever the pastor preached, it doesn't bother you a bit. But give you a week, a month, a year or so. And all of a sudden, you begin to realize, unfortunately, and it's all our fault, that something is not the same. Seems like we might have allowed a little bit of humanity to creep in. And so 
they had it made as long as the Pharaoh that knew Joseph lived. I mean, they were in the best land of Egypt. Everything was going their way. Oh my, just think Joseph was second in command. They were blessed. They were highly favored. I'm telling you, everything they did seemed to prosper. You ever been there? But all of a sudden, things began to change. That Pharaoh died. Another one began to reign. And that one didn't know Joseph. And he began to look and said, my goodness, the people have surely grown. They outnumber us. We better be careful lest they join with an enemy and overthrow us. And at that point, they made them slaves. And at that point, they began to work them hard for about 430 years. They began to cry to God for 430 years. They cried without ceasing. Lord God of heaven, deliver us from our taskmasters. Finally, Moses was born. He was a godly child. They hid him. You know the story. Pharaoh's daughter found him, took him, named him Moses. Well, about 40 years old, of course, the Bible tells us he refused to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. But he chose to take on the affliction of the people, his people. And then, of course, he killed an Egyptian. Then he fled to the wilderness. He was there for 40 years. And God began to deal with Moses in a bush on a mountain. And then he called Moses, I want you to go back. Now hear me for a moment. He had never really had an encounter with God. This was his first encounter with God. And what an encounter. Can you imagine if you encountered God that way? You just in your backyard and all of a sudden your tree caught fire, but it wasn't consumed. I'm telling you, it would get your attention. I said it would get your attention. You begin to say, oh my, either aliens are coming or God's doing something. Yes, that's what you would probably be thinking, depending on your spirituality. I would begin to hit the ground. Moses did the same thing. A voice cried, we know it was God. Take off thy shoes, for you're on holy ground. And Moses came, and God began to say, you're the man. I'm going to send you back, and you're going to deliver my people. Now, I want you to understand, if God told you something like that through a burning bush or any type of manifestation, you would think it's going to be a piece of cake. I'm just going to walk right into Pharaoh. Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh was going to tremble and say, get gone. I mean, can you understand? That's probably his mentality. God said it. It's got to happen. But then he began to say, wait a minute. I'm slow of speech. I don't know if I could say all this. God got angry. He said, I know thy brother. Thy brother will be your spokesperson. You will be to him a God, and he will be to you a prophet. That's what the Bible says. And so they get there. Can you just see them? Close your eyes for a minute and picture this. Here's Moses, 80. Aaron, older. I don't know how much older, but older than 80. They just marching in with such authority. I mean, such assurance and confidence. They knew they had the staff that would turn into a snake. They understood the sign. I mean, they knew this was it. We're going to the promised land. They go in. They begin to look at 
Pharaoh, I mean with all kinds of confidence. And they begin to say, listen, the God of Israel has visited us and told us to tell you, let his people go. And if you don't, he's going to kill your firstborn. Now that should have been kind of a hint to Pharaoh. But Pharaoh didn't listen. Uh, maybe some of us don't listen very well either. <laughs> we need to clean out the wax. Spiritual wax. You didn't get that. Let me break it down for you. I don't want my heart to wax cold. You think I was just bringing up wax. No, it, it is biblical. Wax cold. You, 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 come on now. All right. Well, that didn't go over very well, but you need something to remove the wax. It's the fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead, Brother John. It's the fire of God that will consume the wax on your heart that you can begin to still have confidence in God no matter the outcome. My problem, maybe your problem is, is keeping that fire burning hot. So anyway, there they are with Pharaoh, and they were demanding, let them go. Pharaoh said, who is the Lord? I don't know your God. Neither will I let you go. Can you imagine the disappointment? Have you ever been disappointed because you thought you knew that God said do this and you were trying, it didn't work out? Did you ever... I don't even know if you're here today or not, but I'll be honest, I've been disappointed. I know I heard from God, what's going on here? I mean, I went in with all assurance and all confidence that this was going to happen, lickety split. And you know what? The devil said, no. And so they basically began to now say, Pharaoh, you don't let us go. There's fixing to be some things come upon Egypt. There were ten plagues that God brought against Egypt, representing their gods, each one of them. The first one was blood. Turned the water. I mean, even in the picture, all of it turned to blood. Well, their magicians could do the same. But this plague was against the Israelites as well as the Egyptians and their servants. Then the next plague came. And the next plague came. And these three plagues affected everybody. But when that fourth plague came of flies, if I'm not mistaken, you like a fly? Oh, I want to cross this line and get out there with you, but I'm going to stay right here so I can look at you very good. I don't know about you. When I was a kid, I got a nickel to fly at my grandmother's house killing them. I got pretty good at it. You know, you needed a certain amount of nickels to buy a soda pop and a candy bar. Not what it costs today. I don't like flies. Do you like flies? One thing, I don't like flies. I don't want them around my food. You know, they're the nastiest creatures. You take. They go like this, too. 
oh yeah, you don't know it. I'm, you're not, you're not going to look at the fly again after I get through with you. They got this little thing in their mouth. When they get to your food, they, they extend it into your food. You can't see it, but they're extending it in your food and, and they're dropping things in there. And you say, don't worry about it. I prayed for it. And you put it right in your mouth. Okay. I'm, I'm with you on that. It's okay. You prayed for it. But the flies on until the 10th plague did not affect Israel. Did you hear me? Did not affect Israel. Initially, it might have affected them, but sooner or later, God said, I'm going to separate, I'm going to separate and make a distinction from my people and the people of the world. And I believe that's what's going to happen with this corona. Sooner or later, God is going to make a distinction between his people and the people of the world. I'm telling you, I'm not worried about it. Hey. Initially, we may have to be afflicted with some things. Each time, Pharaoh began to say, Now, Moses, sounds like a conversation that I might have with a saint when things are going bad. Now, Pastor, you're the best. I understand. I'm sorry. Things get better. You, you fill in the blank. Same thing with Pharaoh. Oh, Moses. Moses, get rid of these flies. Oh, get rid of these boils. Oh, what happened to our cattle? Oh, look at this hail and fire. I, we've never seen anything like it before in the land of Egypt. Come on. Come on, Moses. Help us out. Moses, go out and pray, and God would take it away. But yet, Pharaoh, thank you, Moses, but you're not going nowhere. And then the last plague. This one could affect both. Yep. Death can affect us both. Stay with me, sweet people. Try to be spiritual. Death can affect us both. But there's one thing that God told the Israelites. Take a lamb. Spotless lamb of the first year. Kill it. Apply the blood to your doorpost. If you do that, when I come, I will pass over and you will be fine. You see, death... It will take me one day if God tarries. But if I'm born again the Bible way, baptized in the name of Jesus, filled with the Holy Ghost, it will not have a hold on me. I will rise again to be ever with the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. It's important I do exactly what God tells me to do. I cannot deviate one little bit from the word of the Lord. And so we know what took place there. I've got to read a few more scriptures. Elders got it. Why go up there? Bring up. There we go. Read, evangelist. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. Can you understand? God already knew it was going to take a little bit. God already knew that Israel was going to have to endure some things. And they were going to come against Moses. And Moses had to stay strong. Are you listening to me? You're going to have to endure some things. But you're going to have to stay strong. Because there come a time. Where some things in your life will let go. Yes. Don't look for it overnight, but look for it to happen. Thank you, Jesus. Read. For with a strong hand shall he let them go. A strong hand. God said, I'm going to deliver you with a strong hand. Let's go to the next verse, please. 
Moses besought the Lord his God and said, Lord, why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people, uh -huh. which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with, with great, great power, power and with and a, a mighty, mighty hand. hand? I don't know about you, but when God delivered me from sin, uh, when he delivered me from this world, uh, it may not have seemed anything to you, but it was mighty to me. It was a strong hand to me the day that I received the Holy Ghost and was baptized in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, it has changed and transformed my whole life. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, glory to the Lord God of heaven. Now, this is where I want to be with you. This is where I want to be with you. Many of our church folks have experienced a lot of things, and you're experiencing some things. Pharaoh, let go. Listen, I'm believing God going to deliver some of you from some things that have you bound. It's up to you. You can believe with me or you can doubt. It's up to you, but this boy ain't doubting. God will deliver you. It may not be right now, but if you believe him, it will happen. God cannot lie. So you've got to call it out. Fear. That's what's happening to the church world in so many circles. Fear and anxiety. Let go. Walk in peace. Walk in peace. It goes without saying, Brother John Hoosier, I, I was his pastor for over 30 years. I'm truly going to miss him in this life. But I have a surety because of his walk with God that he won the victory. Hey, amen. Even when he was in the hospital, he called me the night before, just second before he died. Pastor, pray with me. Pastor, let's praise God. I can't wait to get back to the house of God. Do you understand where his mindset was? He wasn't afraid to come to the house of God. Surely he didn't want to die, but he wasn't afraid of it either. Fear, anxiety, let go, depression, let go, rebellion, let go, stubbornness, let go. And the biggest thing that binds us is destructive emotions. The emotion, I said the emotion of hopelessness. Nothing's going to change. I'm going to be this way all the time. Why are you listening to that lie? What about loneliness? What about loneliness, teenager, young adult? Single person, what about loneliness? Let go! What about all of those negative, negative thoughts? Anger. Bitterness. 
Are you with me today? Every one of us know these emotions. Every one of us knows these things that bind. Every one of us are familiar with fear and uncertainty and anxiety, especially to the unseen enemy. God's unseen too, but he's surely not the enemy. So what report am I going to believe? My daughter or someone, if she's available, come to the piano. It's up to you now. You say, Pastor, that's it. What more do you want? God delivered Israel from Egypt. It took a little while. I said it took a little while, but Moses didn't give up. Are you going to give up? I said, are you going to give up? Whatever it is that's gripped you today, you need to come to this altar and say to it with authority, let me go. As we stand this morning, put your hands together. Magnify the Lord God of heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God. Anybody want prayer? You come on. I'll pray for you. Don't be shy. Some of you, you're filled with nothing but negative thoughts. Negative thoughts. Destructive. They're destroying your spirit. This altar is open. It's up to you. Pharaoh, let go. Just put in whatever it is you deal with. What is it that you deal with? You say, I deal with several things. Then name several things. We sung a song today that God can't fail. We sung to him saying that all things are possible. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God. <laughs> Sickness, let go. Cancer, let go. Moses asked the Lord, What's your name? Who? Shall I tell him, send me. God said, I am that I am that I am. Self-existent. Later he revealed to Moses the name Jehovah. Jesus from the Hebrew is Yahushua, Jehovah, salvation. Exercise the name, sweet pea. You don't have to live there. You don't have to live there. You don't have to live there in doubt. You don't have to live there in fear. You don't have to live in anxiety and depression. You don't have to live in the past. Sing, daughter. Anybody would like me to pray with them, I'll be glad to do so.